Talk 1041. Hey, everybody, and a good Friday morning. My name is Nick Reed. We are broadcasting live from Scramblers. Friday Road Show sponsored by Affordable Towing. And in addition to that, it is a Heroes Breakfast for Veterans. If you are a veteran, make your way out this morning until 9, that is, and you're going to get yourself free breakfast. We've already, um, of course, yeah, these, uh, the, the, the Heroes Breakfast. Uh, as soon as the doors open, bam! There, I mean, there is a line. It's not a massive line. You're not going to have to sit and wait for a table. But it's always nice to see as soon as those doors open, uh, things are underway, and we'd love for you to come out. It is possible because of uh, Delta Roofing, Serenity Honors, and Air Services Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical, and of course Scramblers. So a big thank you to all of them, and of course all of you veterans. So. Love to see you this morning until 9. you got to get out here and get yourself that free breakfast. Uh, our military involvement uh, continues to expand, I suppose, if you will. Uh, U.S. military has struck fatil- uh, facilities used by Iran's military and terror proxies in Syria. So we are are engaged in that capacity. Um, It is very clear Iran is at war with the United States. Will the United States acknowledge that? We tend to, um, particularly under certain presidents, have a... this this knack of of, uh, operating in denial. Um, I know I keep referencing 9-11... 9-11 was supposed to be this wake-up call where we recognized that there was a an entity, there was a, a segment of the world population that was at war with us. Uh, we just refused to recognize it. We refused to recognize the signs because they were not the traditional signs of war. There was, prior to September 11, 2001... A 1993, and that was an attempt to take down the World Trade Centers. Um, it was thought that by carrying out an explosion down in the parking garage of one of the Twin Towers, it would cause it to, to collapse into the other one, taking them down. That obviously did not work. The explosion occurred, but it didn't bring it down, and thus they thought, well, let's try from up top. And then, of course, they developed the plan that would be executed on September 11th. But we saw that in numerous other instances, and, and we just refused um, uh, to to recognize what was actually going on. And then after 9-11 occurred, there was the 9-11 Commission, and... And everyone uh, played this game of, well, why didn't we catch this? And frankly, it was ser- it was relatively easy because we didn't want to admit what was going on. That's why. The signs were there. They were very clear. The enemy was telling us, we are at war with you. The enemy was telling us, we want to take down the United States of America. They executed that attempt uh, in 1993, among other attempts, and and we just kept pretending that it was, uh, as as Clinton said at the time, in, in the aftermath of the, I think it was the day after, 
the 93 attack on the World Trade Center buildings, and he was giving a speech in New Jersey, and he warned the the audience, I forget what the audience was, but he, he warned them um, not to overreact. We shouldn't overreact that this was a law enforcement matter, and it stayed that way. We knew where bin Laden was. Uh, there were efforts to give bin Laden to us because the Middle East didn't want largely that hassle, that trouble. They were uh, trying to make sure that at least some entities within the Middle East, hey, this, uh, just so you know, we ain't with this guy. In fact, you want him. Here's where he is. You can come get him. And the Clinton administration decided, no, we're not going to. This is a law enforcement matter. And I suppose that there is, in some fairness, had he decided to move forward, there would have been criticisms from a number of front, because after all, bin Laden was a name nobody knew in the general public. September 11th, while our country, our intelligence, knew of bin Laden years before, because again, we had been offered him during the Clinton administration because of his involvement in terrorism. But... It would not necessarily have made sense to the American people, to uh, the the political elites. Would he have been able to pull it off? I, I don't know the answer to it, but the, the fact of the matter is, that's retrospect. And after September 11th and the commission and this book went out, this big book, the September 11th commission, and, and uh, it was all about, okay, now we understand. And we've got to create these divisions. Homeland Security. Homeland Security was, was, was developed as the plan to make sure that we never took our eye off the ball as a reflection of we recognize now that the enemy is not an enemy in a traditional way. And when there is a war against us, we will no longer live in a fog of, of, uh, of, of you know, idealism. And we'll recognize that they are at war with us. Uh, but we're not doing that. Um, uh, you know, the Patriot Act instead is used to go after parents at school board meetings. The FBI is utilized to infiltrate the Catholic Church. Um, you know, the administration continues to claim that the biggest threat against our national security are white supremacists. I, I, you know, just this this refusal to acknowledge reality. And now you have Iran that's openly you know, saying they're at war. And we, we just continue to behave as if that's not the case. And there are numerous instances of this. Iran's foreign minister has come to the United States praising Hamas as a legitimate resistance group. Now, they're backing Hamas. I, this is surreal, the level of detachment that we are willfully engaging in, that you can have this country that we are at war with, their foreign minister comes here and praises those who want to destroy us on U.S. soil. Well, of course, it's all masquerading as a, you know, well, this is the United Nations. Oh, well, that's very united, isn't it? it this is the purpose of the United Nations? To give these terrorists a platform, which, of course... 
again, illustrates my argument that the United Nations is not a worthless organization. It has great value and worth to terrorists. It has great value and worth to dictators because they give them a platform of legitimacy on the world stage. And this is no different. Look at the weather coming up in a moment. Right now, the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. The city of Willard is without a mayor this morning after the resignation of Sam Snyder. He announced his resignation just hours after hearing where city leaders planned to impeach him. The disagreement between the board and the mayor started when the alderman hired a city administrator while the mayor was out of town. The mayor fired the new hire shortly after. Snyder ultimately resigned from his position as mayor but called for the alderman to work together. Snyder has also announced he'll be running for mayor again this coming April. Girls on the Houston High School volleyball team were given the chance last minute to play in the Class 2 sectionals last night. The team was stripped of their district championship by the Missouri State High School Activities Association because some of the team took part in a co-ed charity tournament violating MISHA rules. The school took legal action and just hours before the game, a judge issued a temporary restraining order allowing Houston to keep playing in the postseason. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. The first alert forecast sponsored by Sinclair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. We've got a 50% chance of showers, thunderstorms throughout the day, otherwise mostly cloudy. And so temperatures, they're going to increase until they hit about the mid-70s. And then around noon, a cold front is going to make its way in. And those temperatures are going to start falling down to the uh, upper 50s or so. Overnight, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, 47 for the low, a 90% chance of showers tomorrow, a high of only 55, and then... With Sunday rain throughout the day, a high near 45. Springfield's Talk 1041, live from Scramblers Friday Road Show, sponsored by Affordable Towing, and it is a hero's breakfast. Come out, get your free breakfast. Veterans, all thanks to Scramblers. Serenity Honors, Delta Roofing, and Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your Open car care needs. Wintertime, it's a coming, baby. Don't wait. Don't wait to make sure that your vehicle's ready. And also, here's a tip. If you got a kid in college, and I know when I was in college, I was not responsible when it came to vehicle maintenance. And a lot of kids aren't for a number of reasons. It's usually not top of mind unless it's been really ingrained in you. And if you're covering your own bills, it's something you, you don't want to spend money on that. Uh, no one really does. So when you are off on your own for the first time, it's the sort of thing you ignore those noises, all of the lights that come on. You don't want to pay attention to that stuff. So maybe a fall break or whenever it is that, well, heck, you can message your kid today and tell them, hey, you need to get that in. Make sure that your vehicle is ready for winter. And of course, the best place to do that is A1 Custom Car Care. Iranian Foreign Minister Hossein Amir Rabadalahayan arrived in New York yesterday to attend a session of the UN General Assembly. The Iranian foreign minister praised the terrorist of Hamas as a legitimate resistance, resistance group to reporters and delivered a belligerent speech to the U.N. threatening dire consequences to the United States and Israel if the Israelis continue to defend themselves. Again, are we listening? Are we paying attention? Before leaving for New York... 
He saluted the Hamas terrorist and proclaimed resistance in the region is a reality. Accused Israel of retreating from the battlefield, targeting civilians, you know, all the things that Hamas actually did, which what this is what's I mean, the whole thing. It's absurd to even have to break this down. But apparently in this country, as well as other parts of the world, there are people who don't get it, largely on university campuses, whether they're in the classroom as a teacher, professor, or as a student. But if you notice, all of the things, the activities, the actions, that the bad guys falsely accuse Iran of, or sorry, of Israel of, are the things that they are doing. They're almost like Democrats. Everything that, that the Democrats claim Republicans are going to do or anything, everything that they, they claim Trump has done, it's that they're the ones who actually do it. It's the same way with the terrorists. It's the same way with Iran. Iran praises Hezbollah as legitimate, and no one's disputing that Hezbollah went out, and the sole purpose was not to simply target military installations, but to go after civilians. In fact, we've learned that bonuses were provided. Almost uh, as uh, like there were trophies for those terrorists who got civilians. Based on their performance, bonuses ranged anywhere from apartments to live in to tens of thousands of dollars. And, of course, we know about all the horrific, hellish things that they did. And they don't deny it. Iran doesn't deny it. But what is their lead argument against how awful Israel is? They claim Israel is doing the things that they themselves are admitting that they do. This is how screwed up the world is. And I, I, it is to me an embarrassment of humanity that the United Nations even exists the removal the exit of the United States from the United Nations should be a no-brainer an absolute no-brainer for the longest time, I, and, and perhaps you, many of you did as well, fell into the trap of saying that the UN, it's absolutely worthless, and it, over time, became clear to me that it does have worth. The problem is the worth and the value is to terrorist organizations like Hamas, terrorist organizations like Iran, dictators like Kim Jong-un of North Korea. There's tremendous value amongst the worst players in the world because the United Nations gives them legitimacy. They prevent them from being isolated. Isolation is this rhetorical tool that we oftentimes portray as being a, a uh, motivator to keep countries from going rogue and going bad. Uh, most recently, we farcically, uh, as a country, noted that, well, the Taliban, you know, if they don't respect human rights and the rights of women and children, then they're going to, quote, isolate themselves from the world, which is kind of what they want. But we have used that presentation 
in order to convince ourselves and others that that is somehow going to motivate bad guys to being good, that, well, you're going to be isolated from the rest of the world. Even if that were something that would be a true motivating factor to prevent evildoers from being being evil, the United Nations is there to make sure they're never isolated from the world. It would be like, what, what, I, I don't know the term because I, I'm probably your average American when it comes to knowledge of, of comic books and comic book heroes and so forth. But wasn't there some sort, I, I remember seeing in the old cartoons, there'd be the long table with all the good superheroes, right? Like Superman and all, just all of them. And there'd be some sort of big meeting that they're having. Uh, imagine that, but they're also like, now wait a minute, we got to make sure that all the bad guys are here too and that they get their say and they get their vote and, you know, they have a say in what's going on because they're, we got to make sure that we're all equal. That would be insanity, would it not? Of course it would. This is how the United Nations operates. It masquerades as an organization that seeks out a world that is peaceful and harmonious when in fact all it does is promote those who want anything but and the fact that right now you have iran calling for and threatening the destruction of the united states currently executing a war against israel with the purpose of its destruction here in the united states their foreign minister comes here to the United Nations of all place and is given a platform to say that terrorism against the Jews is totally legitimate. And we act like that's perfectly normal. Look at the difference between how it is that our country dealt with Iran and the results versus what's happening today. Under the previous administration, when there were a number of troops that were being targeted in Iraq by the Iranians, Trump's response was, oh, who's their top guy? Who's their top military guy that's you know, coordinating and executing and getting funding for these attacks against Americans? Uh, Soleimani, take him out. Just do it. Take him out. Kill him. It was such a high-profile... And, you know, you can't do that scenario. It was referred to as an assassination, and you had Congress wanting to vote to strip the president of having such powers. Trump did it anyway. Of course, we were told that would result in World War III, which which did not happen. Now, you juxtapose that. The assassination, the killing, the taking out of one of their top people in response to them targeting U.S. soldiers and uh, contractors in Iraq to today where you have Iran doing the same thing. And it turns out that our government has been slow walking the realities and the news of our troops not only being targeted but being injured by Iranian drones. They are threatening the United States. And our response isn't, okay, we're going to take out whomever it is that's responsible for taking out our guys. It is, oh, come on over to the United States. Here's the U.N. You have a platform to call for our destruction and, and to, uh, to praise terrorism and acts of terrorism. You know, like 9-11. With a different approach, you're going to get different results. And that's what we're seeing play out.
People can talk about who's right. People can talk about who's wrong. We can get into the nuances of, well, you know, this and that. But there is a reality in terms of results. And this is what we're seeing. And unfortunately, you know, I just don't know that it can be repeated enough. The world as it is on fire today is the world we were falsely told would exist because of Donald Trump being president of the United States. And instead, we had the ceasing of invasion of Ukraine under Putin, which began with Crimea under the Obama administration. And it stopped when Trump was president, only, of course, to resume under Biden. We saw the halting of nuclear advancement and ambitions with North Korea under Trump and the Abraham Accords with numerous countries signing on peace deals with Israel and in the pipeline. And everyone knew it was Saudi Arabia. That is the reality of what happened under Trump because of Trump and because of Trump's actions. And we were told that what would instead occur is what the Biden administration has helped craft today. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The Biden White House has also announced it will not revoke visas of non Americans who are in this country as students celebrating and promoting terrorism. <laughs> We're not talking about U.S. citizens. We're not talking about imprisoning these people. We're just saying, and apparently this is a radical position. If you are a guest here in the United States and you are actively helping terrorists by promoting their cause. If you are on university campuses as a guest here, here only because we said, all right, you can come in. And you are calling for the elimination of other students on the campus because they're Jewish? Um, Yeah, you're going to leave. Apparently, that is a step too far for this administration. Breitbart reporting that the White House has no plans to revoke the visas of foreign students engaging in the promotion across the United States on college campuses of terrorism through Hamas actions. After a number of Republicans urged the State Department to revoke the visas of pro-Hamas foreign students who hold the F-1 visas, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said they're not going to do that. They are going to instead side with the pro-terrorist students. Now, By the way, and I think that this is how some people on the left view this, and maybe even across the political spectrum. That, well, you got the freedom of speech component in there. But that they also see this as, we, you know, you shouldn't punish them. This isn't about punishment. This is about people who are not U.S. citizens, who had to request to come here, who said, we want, I want to come there. I want to benefit from these taxpayer-funded entities. I want to benefit from all that is the United States. And I'm sure whenever they sign the paperwork, there's there's something in there that says stuff like, yeah, you know, we won't turn against the country and support its demise. If not, maybe there ought to be something like that in the fine print. 
and you know simply saying guess what you're no longer going to do it's sort of a parole situation we this isn't an unusual concept people in the united states oftentimes if they're in parole and they do certain things that other people are allowed to do but they're not because they're on parole then their parole is voked and they go back to jail if you are from a foreign country and you are supporting outwardly promoting the demise of an entire race of people the country of Israel and the United States, I do not think it's unreasonable to say, maybe you shouldn't be here. It's a little difficult, or it should be difficult to argue, one should enjoy the benefits of a country as a foreigner while at the same time supporting its destruction. When there is another 9-11 style attack in this country, in this context, are we really going to sit around and be like, well, we didn't see that coming. What, what could, let's have a commission and figure out what it is that we could have done to prevent this. I'm not sure what more we could do to welcome it at this point. Springfield's Talk 1041 from Scramblers. It's a hero's breakfast. If you are a veteran, you get free breakfast this morning. Thanks to Serenity Honors, Scramblers, Delta Roofing and Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical. Traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. No, that one. Uh, first alert forecast. I'll give to you in a moment for ceramides. Thank you. I want to tell you about my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, whenever an unexpected home repair pops up, it can be frustrating because not only do you have to deal with that repair, but you also have to find a good, reputable company. And that is why I love to recommend Bruce and the Beatles Property Maintenance team. I've been using Bruce and his team for years now. In fact, I met him during the inspection phase uh, of purchasing my home, and they did a ton of work to make sure that my house was ready for me and the husband to move in. And then, of course, we've used them throughout the years from uh, getting brand new flooring in the kitchen to new lighting to a vapor barrier install, plus so much more. So whenever you do have an unexpected home repair pop up, or maybe you just want to do a remodel, Beatles Property Maintenance is the way to go. Now, you can give Bruce and his team a call today, and you can find more information about the Beatles Property Maintenance team on their website at BeatlesPM.com. First alert forecast from Color 10, excuse me, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work. 50% chance of showers, storms throughout the day today, mostly cloudy. All right, so today is the day it's going to begin to be very fall-like unquestionably. What's going to happen is the temperatures are going to continue to increase throughout the early part of the day and hit mid-70s. About noon, a cold front is going to come in. Temperatures are going to begin dropping to the mid-50s or so overnight. They will hit around 47 with showers and thunderstorms possible tomorrow. 90% chance of continued showers. A high of only 55 and then even, dare I say, colder. It will be cold. On Sunday, with rain throughout the day, a high of only 45. 
Well, we have a cardboard version of Serenity Honors here. Uh, Chris uh, McQuay with us. How is it going? Oh, it's going great. All right. So I yeah, I knew she wasn't here, but when I glanced up, I was like, oh, she's right there. And her head's larger than normal. Yeah. That, that's not quite the size. It's yeah, a little bit. you got a cardboard cutout of her. She might get that big in oh, a couple look. years. And she's got, it says, hi, Nick and Sarah, her voice bubble. I see that that is a temporary voice bubble. Yeah. There's a, a, a more permanent one under that. Uh, all right. I know that, uh, and I've, I've been watching the uh, the Facebook Lives. There was the auctioning off of the, the vehicle. Yeah, she sold her Hummer. So, so, she, so what was that? For people who haven't followed that, explain that. Well, we sold her Jeep last April. And the first guy that bought the Jeep bought it for $13,000, said to sell it again. Second guy bought it for 10000 Then they stopped the auction and auctioned off dollar amounts to donate to her, which was around seven. So in a matter of five minutes, we went from I wasn't real happy about selling the Jeep for 13000 to yeah. she had 30000 in cash from Not the auction. Bad. Bad. The guy that bought the Jeep gave her a 2006 Hummer H2 for her charity. <laughs> So we put that in the auction. It sold for $15,500. Two guys were bidding on it about from me to you apart. The second guy who didn't get it is from Joplin. Oh, really? He he uh, still gave her $2,500, so she wow. walked away from the auction with $18,000. The guy who bought it told us he was in tears. We made him cry. He said, I, because I he bid so much? Well, his wife was making him. <laughs> that that doesn't happen at the, at the car auction. Right. She was saying, you need to buy that. You buy it. He, he didn't, he'd sold his Hummer. Mm-hmm. He said, I really wanted to buy it back in April, buy the Jeep back in April and donate it back, but I just didn't have the money. But he's down in Blue Eye. Okay. So it was kind of weird. So from the very first Jeep through the, all of this, how much ended up getting raised? Uh, just for just because we sold the Jeep was 30 plus 18, so almost 48,000. Wow. And then we took off yesterday, or Wednesday to drive to St. Louis mm-hmm. because we had some people want to give her some donations. I just totaled that up last night. We had 700 jars of mayonnaise, 600 jars of chicken bouillon, which big, like one-pound things, all kinds of laundry soap, dish soap, body wash, shampoo. And tell people again, and this is, unless things have changed, this has been the focus for some time now, and that is raising uh, food. We're yeah, looking for food yeah, that is, goes specifically for veterans. Yeah, this is going out for her food, food drive. And since funds are spongible, we hear a lot about that in the news today. You know, if we can give them detergent and that kind of stuff, that frees up their money to buy food that right. they need. So all of that totaled, I looked it up online. Usually we use Walmart pricing mm-hmm. that works just shy of $27,000. Wow. Plus, we got about five or $8,000 at Come and Go and stuff that Come and Go gave us. Well, that's kind of higher prices for a convenience store, but so, we got boxes and boxes of stocking yeah. hats and long sleeve shirts left from last winter. Wonderful. That's so great. So that'll be about $30,000, $32,000 worth of stuff that we'll have for the food drive. Plus, she's got around seven to 8000 to buy food. 
And all of that, again, is for local... Local you, you veterans. All, local veterans. Polk, Polk County, their food drive, we split it up for Polk County, Green and Christian County, and then Stone and Taney County. So it all stays local. We don't ship none of it out. If there's any businesses out there that have some excess stuff they just want to get rid of, we'll take it. We'll figure out something to do. We're doing the, the veteran stand-down event this year, so we'll be taking some food and a lot of the hats and stuff out there for the homeless vets. I think we're going to probably do about 100 boxes or bags or something for them. So those that are listening that that um, want to help out in some capacity, maybe they don't even know how, but they just they love this. I think a lot of people, they want to help, and they don't know, well, one, what's meaningful. And people do like local uh, oftentimes and, and really, truly, genuinely local, and this is about as direct and local as you can get. Uh, who, who should they reach out to? How should they get in contact with you? The easiest way is if you're on Facebook, just find Serenity Honors. Uh, you can message us there. If you can't do that, I'm going to throw Nick under the bus and say you can just contact radio stations yep. before they bleep me out. Yeah, no, that's fine. You easily just text the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, and if you don't know what that is, just download the app, and it's in the app there is a button that you can push that says uh, text studio, and it you know you just fill in the message from there, and so it's real easy to do. And you can definitely reach out to us that way, and then we'll uh, get you connected up. All right. Is she in school? Yeah, Usually she she's with you. Well, she's getting ready for school now. Okay. She is so not a morning person. No, I know that. <laughs> All right. But well. she's she's actually pushing probably $200,000 for a lifetime amount. Not bad. Oh, but the best thing that happened. Yes. The very best thing. With all the, with the money that was donated, we earmarked a certain amount to build ramps for veterans that need it that can't pay for it. So Veterans Coalition of the Ozarks, build, they volunteer the time, and Serenity paid for a ramp to be built for a Vietnam veteran's daughter. Who's go, go, she has to go to cancer treatments. Couldn't get out of her house, so she built she built the ramp, and we went and we helped them and didn't screw the ramp up. Right, good job. She, she was screw, she was screwing boards down <laughs> yeah. and and moving stuff, and we just I told them we were going to help, but we're just not going to screw it up. Right, well, that's that sounds like so winning she, all around. So she got it. The the lady got a new ramp. She was greatly appreciative. And now that, that was probably the best thing that happened in the last month. Well, it's always a pleasure to see you. Get yourself yeah. a breakfast there, Chris McQuay, Serenity Honors, and uh, as um, you know, we mentioned, we'll of course get that contact info up. But if you do want to, in some capacity, help donate, or you're not even sure what you can do, but you want to do something, just reach out, and uh, we'll make sure you get connected up. Live from Scramblers this morning, the Friday Road Show. It is a Heroes Breakfast, free breakfast for veterans, and among others, of course, thanks to Serenity Honors for helping make that possible, along with. Delta Roofing, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, and Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Chris was just talking about his garage being filled with donations. And I was thinking, man, he had to walk away here talking with some other garage experts. I mean, it just sounds like uh, trying to figure out a way to uh, to work them in. But legitimately, I, I do talk so much about the benefits of the flooring, but that storage, that customized storage, uh, something like that. That's that's when I talk about the customized storage, they do. People think customized based off of wall space, floor space, 
It's customized based on the amount of room you have. It's it's customized based off the usage. So, in other words, Serenity Honors as an organization and Chris utilizing his garage in order to store much of the donations, you know, as sort of a stop between it and the different local veteran organizations. Uh, his garage layout square footage could be the exact same as mine, but his customized storage is going to look a lot different than mine does. And that's the importance and the significance of having uh, Shelly come over and, and talk to you about, all right, how do, what's, what do you use your garage for? What's it on a daily basis, monthly basis? How often do you use it? What, what, what do you use it for? And that's how you get that designing done. Uh, the difference in the counter space and the height and the volume and all of these different things that they're the experts in. So um, keep that in mind. And as I mentioned, with Christmas just a couple months away, an incredible gift, or whether it's the flooring or the storage. If you go to our Facebook page, which is 1041 Nick Reed, you can, under the video, see my garage transformation to get an idea of, of uh, just what it is that they do. And you can also visit their site and read reviews. A lot of the uh, local folks who have posted reviews, they've also posted pictures of their uh, the work that Garage Experts did for them. And you can find all of that contact info under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. We do have a local for less coming up. Fun Mountain of Big Cedar Lodge. $50 gift cards. Only 25 bucks. That will be 10 a.m. today. Fun Mountain. You do not have to be staying at Big Cedar Lodge in order to Enjoy the fun at Fun Mountain. I've been at least twice, I believe, to Fun Mountain with the girl, child, and friends. Uh, and, um, you know, we weren't staying at Big Cedar Lodge. So there's a lot to do there for adults and for kids. Uh, definitely a fantastic deal. So that is coming up at ksgf.com at 10 o'clock for your local for less deal. The, the sob squad within the Democrat Party is under fire for refusing uh, to vote to condemn terrorism against Israel. You got Representative Jason Smith, Missouri, of course, telling Brian Kilmeade uh, that, that the, the squad Dems don't deserve to serve in Congress. You know, I, I, you know arguably... People would say, hey, if that's what a majority of people in their district, if they're supporters of terrorism, if they're supporters of eliminating the Jews, if they're supporters of today's Holocaust, then, I, you know, I guess they have the right to vote for somebody that's a representation of them. I think this is a, you know, the the sitting of members of Congress who support and encourage terrorism arguably is not the problem it's the symptom of a much deeper problem the fact that these people let me tell you what's scary i i suspect every one of these individuals will get reelected i don't believe that these individual members of congress in the sob squad there's nine of them total that voted against condemning terrorism I, I don't I, I suspect that the constituency not only isn't shocked at their support of terrorism or they refuse to condemn it but supportive of it as well 
One of the components to this that we're supposed to pretend doesn't exist is the high level of support for terrorism amongst Muslims. And in the United States, young people survey came out showing that over 50 percent of people between the ages of I think it was 14 and 24, 14, it's somewhere along those lines. No, or maybe it was 18 and 24. Support terrorism. Specifically, in this case, against the Jewish people of Israel. The fact that there are the, these people that got elected to Congress that are anti-Semitic, let me just put it this way. This is not a surprise that they're anti-Semitic. The Have you noticed what's not in the news? Are protesters within their districts demanding that they resign? What does that tell us? The incident, I'm not dismissing Congressman Smith's declaration that they don't deserve to be in Congress. But what I'm saying is that removing them from Congress, if they were to be removed from Congress, that is sort of whitewashing things. That is not addressing the real problem. And the real problem is that we increasingly have a population of people here in the United States that are sympathetic all the way up to supporting acts of terrorism against people with which they disagree. Now, that also is not the root of the problem, but it is a symptom of another. Where are they getting this indoctrination? And it's, well, where where are the protests taking place? It's the university campuses and even in the schools in some capacity. And it isn't simply because you find instructors, you find professors, you find teachers that are indoctrinating young people into dividing people based on color, dividing people based on race, creating the hierarchy of the privileged versus the unprivileged. It isn't just that, but even when they get caught, and even if they get fired, it's almost as if, well, it's kind of something that we just have to do. It, it isn't... It just doesn't send a message that these people are losing their jobs because it is wrong to promote evil and indoctrinate evil into young people. I mean, think about the mindset of this is an administration that has no problem. They would have no problem calling for a professor to be removed if the professor was for example, promoting uh, the fact that marriage is between a man and a woman and uh, marriage between a man and a man or a woman and a woman. If anybody engages in that, then they're going to hell. Now, whether you agree with that or not, I think everyone would agree this administration would rail on those people, demand that they be fired, and threaten to withhold funding from any university that hires professors that teach that. But if you're a professor that praises terrorism, well, it's just part of the university system, see? Colorado. I'm going to share this story with you. Colorado imam teaches children that Jews lie, deceive, can't be trusted, and they just trick people into trusting them. 
It is ill-advised to trust and do business with Jews, according to a Colorado imam who live-streamed a lecture for children that included a Quranic tale of Allah turning Jews into monkeys, as well as claims that Jews are predominantly deceptive and persistently tricking us into trusting them, and it is important to understand that this is how evil Jews are in order to defend oneself against them. This was during the Sunday Children's Islamic class at the Colorado, Colorado Muslim Community Center in Aurora, Colorado. And this is not isolated. The fact that we have members of Congress, the fact that we have students, the fact that we have people that are openly promoting terrorism in the United States today, and that this is an administration that has told foreigners who come here to the United States on college campuses, on visas that can be revoked, that they will be protected and not be sent back to their countries, not have their visas revoked, if they support Hamas and terrorism. That this is where we are today? We have a massive cultural problem in this country. And this is how the Holocaust occurred. For all of the hand-wringing, it isn't perfect that it was always coming from the left, calling you know, Trump supporters neo-Nazis. I guess we're learning who the real Nazis are, aren't we? Certainly not Trump supporters, are they? Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. There have been a number of stories that have characterized the new Speaker of the House as being frightful and dangerous because, among other things, he and other members of Congress prayed in the well, and he references God. This is an administration that bends over backwards and even has events at the White House for Muslims. They do everything they can to portray Islam as the, you know in a flowery way and okay fine but whenever you take a religion in which when polled a majority of the people involved support terrorism and that is a religion that you bend over backwards to tell everyone is a wonderful religion of peace but Christians when you have a speaker of the house that that prays and references God, that is something we should be scared of? Christians are the ones that we're supposed to be fearful of? Think about that perspective. And these are the people who are running the country, well, at least from the White House perspective. News in 60 Seconds, I'm Nick Reed. 